welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Days and Infused. Today, we're really happy to have a hardware person on the show, which is unusual. We very rarely get these people. We've had Protopipe on before in the past. But today, we're having George Brewa from Dynavape on. He's the founder and inventor of these amazingly cool products manufactured in the United States of America here. And George, welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here to... Uh share a little bit about what we do here in the Prohibition state of Wisconsin. Okay, <laughs> there you go. But you are making a very cool thing. And I was just talking to George before we started the show about how I came across it. It was basically, I, I met his rep, I got his card, that was kind of it. And then I was looking through my cards and I'm like, what is this? And I went online, looked at him and I was like, my God, these are really cool technology-based kind of products in the cannabis space. So I thought I'd reach out, talk to him. And sorry, I can't remember his name right now. And he said, you got to talk to George. He's the, the genius behind the this magic. So that's why George is here today. Well, perfect. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to share a little bit about what we do here. Uh, the biggest part of it being uh, the product that we manufacture allows people to, let's say, consume their favorite flower um, without the smoke. Right. So explain how, um, it, it, first of all, let's get people on the same page so you can go to your computer and go to dynavape.com. That's D-Y-N-A-V-A-P.com. Um, and look up while we're discussing this, what we're talking about. It's just an amazing looking product. Um, and why don't you tell people how this works and which, what product is for what application? Okay. So- uh, I'll hold up, you know, one of the devices we make. This one we call the Vong. This is our, an all-titanium device. Wow. Uh, it's, it's very multifunctional in the regard that uh, the mouthpiece end of it actually has a 10 millimeter and a 14 millimeter taper. So if you got your favorite glass piece, uh, you can take out this and it just natively fits. Oh, wow. That's cool. Uh, so it's kind of nice. But uh, in terms of overall functionality, it, it's pretty simple to use. Uh, this little cap on the end just pulls right off. There's a little chamber on here that you can put your flower in, mm -hmm. or we make an adapter we call a Dynacoil that's great for your full melt concentrates. The cap goes back on, and you can use almost any energy source that you have available, say, for example, a lighter, and you just heat this thing up. Uh, it takes about five to seven seconds. Uh, I rotate a little bit for even heat, and the cap will click when you hit vaporizing temperature. Oh, is that, was like that, that the sound? That's it. And that lets you know you're kind of in that sweet spot. So it'll stay hot for anywhere from 15 to 20 seconds, depending on how cold it is and how hard you draw on it. And it'll produce some nice vapor for you. I'll give you a real nice terpene profile, but it doesn't burn your flower. Wow. Then that is super cool. Will that work with the, the iSpire wand? It absolutely does. Right on. Uh, and that click you just heard is the cool down click to let you okay. know it's ready for either the next heat cycle or to simply be put away. And you have a little saying about that click, right? Trust the click or something like yeah. that. Respect the click. Respect the click. I like Respect it. The click. So uh, for you, uh, for those of you at home who are listening, most of our listeners are audio listeners. You did hear the click twice. One was the preheat. One was the, the post heat when it's cooling down, but um, you can see all the stuff. Um, I'll post this episode up to um, YouTube so that people can take a look at these devices, but do go to dynavape.com 
and and take a look at this stuff because it's just a, a marvel. Now you make this stuff in the USA, right? That's correct. So our manufacturing facility is on the other side of the wall, uh, the room I'm sitting in. In fact, you okay. might hear some of the CNC machines running uh, when, when the audio is a little quiet. So we're machining the, the parts right now, uh, all the titanium. Uh, we've got models that are stainless steel, you know, again, about the same form factor. And you mm-hmm. see they're, they're not very big because they don't have a battery. They don't have electronics. Uh, these things are super durable. You can drive over them with your car, and chances are you just clean the dirt off, and they're going to work just fine. <laughs> That's super cool. I like that. Now, you also have um, like a little module you can stick these into. That Does that heat it? Yes. So uh, I've got one of those right here. Uh, this is what we call our induction heater. It's a little square uh, unit for those of you listening yep. at home. Uh, looks like it has one button on it, probably to start it. Well, I'll let George explain it, though. Yeah, so you just uh, click the button, turn it on. In this this model, you see the green light. Yep. Uh, it's as simple as placing your device inside. It'll start the heat. And when you hear the click, you know you're at temperature. It's as simple as that. There's the click. Again, very distinctive. How is that's obviously something proprietary that you came up with that click. I mean, it's yes. so, it's so cool. It's like this very audible recognition that you're ready to go. What was the inspiration on that? Oh, uh, it was actually uh, what were referred to as limit switches on appliances. Uh, Cause back in the day I used to uh, do some work on appliances, installing them, et cetera. And mm-hmm. uh, when I was seeking a better alternative for, we'll just say consuming, you know, my favorite flour, I was thinking, you know, there's got to be a, a better, more simplistic and cost-effective way to do this. Because this was back in 2012. There were a few vaporizers in the market, but they generally weren't very good. And they're right. big and bulky and pretty expensive. It was hard to get a get a decent one, even though they weren't that decent back then, for under 300 bucks. Uh, and they weren't very efficient either. And so I was like, why, why is this got to be so difficult? Why is it got to be so expensive? And so I kind of went on a journey to see if I could find an alternative way. That was back in the day of the, uh, what was it called? The, the rocket box? Was that one of them? The little uh, wooden no, one that had? Magic flight launch box. The launch box. I have one. Yes. I actually have one still. Nice. <laughs> they, they do work, but they're a pain in the ass. <laughs> well, yeah. The battery technology just wasn't really there. Yeah. Now, let me ask you about the Dynacoil, because if obviously the Vong is super cool and the rest of your thing, the Dynacoil is the heart of a lot of this device. So is that correct? Uh, well, it depends on what your use case is. The Dynacoil is ideal for people that like concentrates. Okay. Uh, so if you like taking a dab, uh, the Dynacoil allows you to uh, take one of our devices and turn it into a little miniature dab rig uh, that doesn't require all of the setup. Okay. That is super helpful because the, the, one of the biggest things for me, uh, I'm an older cannabis user. I, I've kind of gotten over the ritual. You know what I mean? And okay. I put air quotes here for you, those of you listening. The ritual where it's like chopping and grinding and doing your thing and getting your, your dab rig cleaned and everything else. And the more ornate, the better, you know, in certain circumstances, but I just, I'm over it. You know, okay. <laughs> I want my, I want my medicine. I want it this way. Right. Sure. Um, and this looks like the kind of thing that I would really groove on. Um, 
it's, it's just really cool. And you have wood finishes yes. and you have all sorts of things. Now, what else is there in your lineup that would um, have people's interest? You, you sell these in kits, yes, um, which are complete. And it looks like that's the little charger unit that we just saw. Yep. So we've got the induction heaters. Uh, okay. We sell lighters to go along with them. And, you know, there's, there's a fair bit of functionality. It's really built into these devices to make them as simple and as, we'll call it almost fun to use as possible. So I know yeah. you said you, you don't care so much about the ritual, but uh, at the same time, I think uh, a lot of people still like having a few things to do with their fingers. So yeah. what you'll notice with our devices is that uh, there's, there's a fair amount of machining on them to give them a real tactile feel. So they feel really nice between the fingers. Right. And you can kind of navigate the device without looking at it, which I think is really important because a lot of times when you're looking for that satisfaction, the lighting may not be so good, or alternatively, you may not want to be looking at your device. And so this allows you to really drive without looking at it. Yeah, you could be in a concert situation, for instance, where you're like in a dark room and it's hard yes. to see and you still got to do your thing, right? Still yeah. got to do your thing. And so knowing where your fingers are at, knowing where your fingers go, makes it a lot easier. Uh, also, if, if you're looking to just really expedite the process, uh, we've done a few other things. So if you look real carefully at the, at, at the tip of our extraction chamber here, it's, it's serrated with teeth. So the reality is, if you have just a couple of nugs of flour on you, you can just grab that piece of flour and you can just go like this, load it right Grind up. Like a grinder. On and you're ready to go, I'm heating. So I can go from completely empty and just a fresh nug of flour to loaded, capped, heated, and I'm getting what I'm looking for in probably about 10 seconds. That is that is amazing, man. All right. Now, let me just ask you, are you an inventor by trade? I know you're a serial entrepreneur, but where, obviously, where did you come from? I mean, uh, well, my background is a little bit different in, in this regard. Uh, so before I was doing uh, this, I was uh, actually in the spray foam insulation industry. Okay. Uh, you know, so fixing uh, spray foam equipment, which is a real pain. Uh, but uh, I've just had this desire to create things my entire life. And uh, I saw the opportunity here and really decided, you know what, I'm going to go after it. Mm -hmm. It took a few years, uh, but uh, it seems like we're starting to gain some traction here and we've I think we've got a product that the uh, people tend to like. Yeah, there's nothing not to like about it. Honestly. I mean, I just, you, you, you do one of the classic business things. You solve a problem, right? And that's the big one, right? You can invent all sorts of crap. You know, I've got a caddy for my, you know, my magazines, you know, it's like, okay, do you really need that? No, I've got a, a footstool. I can put my magazines on, right. but people who are smoking or they want to smoke weed or they want to smoke their extracts, this solves that problem for them. And it doesn't kind of an artistic way. And I'm not just blowing this up because George and I have never talked before. Um, and I kind of came upon him by happenstance. So it's like one of these things are like, wow, this is cool. It needs to uh, be brought out you know, and really exposed because just like the prototype and the Jorgensen brothers who started that in 1966, this is, this is proto 2.0, you know, this is the new thing. So that's, that's really cool. Um, our intrepid um, producer Brasco has a question for you and I will pro pose that. Oh, 
about the vape market, um, and it's getting consumed by hybrids like Delta Eight, Delta Nine, and THC O pens. Do you do you have any kind of opinion on that? I mean, uh, I I do, uh, and so I don't want to be negative because you know the market is what the market is. Things right. are changing, and there's opportunities out there, and people are going after them. Uh, what I see right now, and in where I see our company and our devices fitting, is our products give people the option and the alternative to really be picky and choosy about what it is they're consuming. Uh, that's a little bit harder to do when you're buying cartridges. You know, what's in the cartridge is whatever's in the cartridge. And depending on where you're buying it from, well, you got to trust your source. Uh, when you're using our devices, uh, like any other device that uses just regular flour, well, in general, you can look at your flower, you can smell your flower, and you kind of know if something is right or if it's not right. And if you're not sure, you can use a magnifying glass and you can get a pretty good idea if there's something there that's not supposed to be. Yeah. It's a lot harder to do that with your cartridges. No, carts are one of those things like with the um, vitamin E um, oil that came up a couple of years ago, the you know honey oil, as people referred to it. Right. Um, that was just an extender for people to stretch their THC oils. You know, right. uh, that did not end well, as everyone pretty much knows at this point. No. So uh, having an option to source your, your materials pretty much from anywhere that you feel comfortable, I think is kind of nice. You know? yeah. So for example, you, you can grow your own if you like, or you can get it from a buddy. You can put a little nug in one of these devices and you can really taste the terpenes because that's that's one of the things that they really excel on is when you use one of our thermal extraction devices, your cannabis tastes like it smells. Right. And I love that. And, you know, I, I, it, it's, it's one of those things that I think it's really important to emphasize just, just for a minute here, because if you think about just about anyone that you ever encountered that likes cannabis, well, chances are they want to share. It's, it's something that's almost ubiquitous in the community. People that have cannabis like to share their cannabis. Here, you want to try some of mine? And the number one thing that you see people do when they're sharing is they smell it. So yeah. the aroma of your flowers is actually really, really important to us, whether we realize it or not. And so when you light it on fire, you tend to create a whole bunch of new compounds through the, the incomplete combustion process that makes it a little bit more difficult to discern your terpene profile. When you just heat it up to the point where you're boiling off your terpenes and your active compounds, you allow those flavor profiles to really shine through. Right. Um, you know, with your charge box, the ones that you stick the, the, the tip into, do you yes. have temper, temperature variants you can, you'd like to you dial in your temperature? So the answer is yes, but uh, probably the best way to describe our products and the use case is they're a little bit more analog than uh, most of the electronic devices in the market, which are, mm -hmm. I think, just a bit more digital with the temperature control where you're setting right. it to a number. So whether you're using a lighter to heat it until it clicks, you can adjust that temperature by where you heat on our temperature indicating cap. Uh, when you're using the induction heater, you can drop it in and you can pull it out before it clicks to just kind of pulse it a little bit. Uh, this gives that extraction chamber a little bit more time to heat soak so mm -hmm. you get a little bit higher temperature. Also, after that cool down click, if you drop it back in while it's still hot, that second extraction tends to be a little bit stronger because you've now heat soaked everything and it kind of changes the experience. 
So mm. there's quite a bit of variation that can be had by just changing the way that you use the device. And that temperature indicator, that click, it's really just there as an indicator. It's like a speedometer on your car. You can look at it. It can tell you about where you're at, but you can go as fast as you want. So, so I like that because it, I get the analog analogy here because it's it's almost like a musical instrument. Very much you, so. You play it the way you play it. Yes. The, the guy playing the guitar is not going to play next to you is not going to play the way you play. No, very very, very unlikely. And yeah. the really fun thing that I've noticed is, is I've been observing, you know, what people are doing out in the community. And you know, for what it's worth, we've got a pretty nice community out on Reddit. Uh, uh, I don't know if you checked that out or not. I, I'm a redditor, so I will look at it tonight. I didn't even think yeah. about it. It was it was it was pretty uh, awesome for us here. I think it was about uh, two weeks back, right around 4:20, uh, we hit 50,000 in that community. So wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it, uh, it it's kind of kind of almost been a, a surprise that this Reddit community has grown so quickly. Uh, so there's quite a few people out there that, that are using our devices. And when you just scroll through the community, one of the most interesting things that I've found is the number of accessory makers that are making add-ons or accessories for our devices. Because, and, and we've really encouraged it. For uh, your stuff. I love that. So absolutely. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, just outsiders making it. Absolutely. Uh, and, and when I first saw it starting to happen back in 2016, I wasn't sure if, if I was going to like that, you know, as, as the inventor of the product, but I thought about it for a little bit and it's like, no, 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 I'm an inventor. So are these people. They're trying to solve a problem or make something more custom to what it is they're looking for. And so instead uh, I decided to embrace it and good, good I would man. send people out and I would send them parts, you know, so uh, the, the device, if I just illustrate, it comes apart very easily. I can take the tip off. I can take the cap out. I can pop the screen. I can completely disassemble this device yeah. without any tools. So it's super easy to clean. And where it gets really fun is, and if you'll see this if you go to Reddit and just scroll through some of the pictures, there are hundreds, if not thousands of accessories out there custom stems and holders and stashes and rolling trays and all kinds of things that just are meant to fit with these devices. I had no idea what I was in for when I asked for this interview. This is fantastic. This is much deeper than I thought. Um, it's really cool. And I love that because really you're, from me, I'm out here in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm really into open source. You know, I, I have been a computer builder since I was 12 years old. Um, the computer that I'm broadcasting from right now, I built. Nice. Know? And uh, that's my groove. And I love it. And it, it operates the way I want it to. It's orchestrated my way. And, and like, I, I dig that open source thing. And I like how you embraced it because being able to look at people in that artistic realm and not be, you know, um, egoistic, egotistic. And exactly. And just say, oh, I own this, so screw you, you can't do anything. This brings the community in, and Reddit is a very good example. I don't always agree with Reddit, but it's it's that open source that you need to know about. Oh, it's, it's an incredibly, I think, important part of how we became who we are. So we really do want to embrace it. You know, we, we do have some patents out there, uh, namely on our temperature indicating cap, right? Mm -hmm. and that's 
kind of what uh, the microphone cover emulates. Um, but uh, we've also tried to be very, very open to people accessorizing our devices. Uh, and we're taking it up another level, it's kind of a real exciting project that we're working on. So uh, you saw this induction heater, right? Sure. We are working on what we refer to as an open source induction heater. Uh, this cute little guy. Okay, uh, this is really cool looking. If you can't see it because you're listening, but it is really space age looking. It's red and black and it looks crazy. That yeah, looks so crazy. It, wow. It's super tiny. And the, the way that it works is uh, here's one kind of assembled. Uh, it actually has just a 510 thread connection on it, like you'd find on a typical box mod. Right. So uh, these are still in the final stages of development, but I thought I'd bring it up because we're talking about open source. Uh, when we get these out to the market, uh, these are going to be a product that it will come with the hex key to open it up. Uh, we're going to encourage the community to make parts, make accessories, make custom enclosures. We to will tweak sell, it. We'll sell all the components, uh, including the individual components on the circuit board, if you, want, if you end up damaging it. So you can fix it yourself if you want. I love that. You know, because I know that's been a big deal. These, uh, right, these right to repair. Right, right to, to repair. repair. Yeah. Uh, we don't, if, if you don't want to send it back to us, well, here's a diagram. Here's a schematic. Here's a component list. Here's all the components. If you want to buy them individually, you want to solder them on. Uh, we've tried really, really hard with this product to reduce the parts count as much as we practically can to get just a device that simply functions and functions well and predictably and reliably so that ideally is going to be super durable. But here again, if it breaks, it's going to be very straightforward to repair. I love it. I got to get you at one of our house 420 events. We were having one in San Diego um, pretty nice. soon, but you got to come out there. You'd love it. We do these for dispensaries only um, in the cannabis community. We only, you have to be in, involved in the cannabis community to attend one of these oh, events. I'd, I'd love to attend. Uh, this is this is so cool. I got to ask you about the the BB, okay? Okay. The BB is cool, and it's purely for visual, right? Uh, I would say it's largely for visual. Okay. You know, the, so the, the, explain the it to the people there. at okay. home who can't see it yet, but tell okay. tell people how it works. And it's glass. So yes, it's a glass stem uh, that that comes in three configurations. Uh, you know. Three, six, and nine, because three, six, and nine are just kind of nice numbers, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so uh, inside this glass stem are either three, six, or nine blue BBs or beads, because uh, they actually have a small little hole in them. So when you're using the device, those beads can move around a little bit, and they create a little bit of uh, a turbulence and some additional surface area to kind of cool the vapor or the smoke down. To right. make it a little bit smoother and a little bit nicer. Okay. And um, the only concern I have, uh, obviously, you could just probably soak these in alcohol, right, to clean them. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's glass. The whole thing is very friendly in, in solvent. In fact, almost all of our devices and uh, all the parts of our devices are compatible with uh, isopropyl alcohol and most cleaning solutions. You know, the, yeah, the that... parts with wood, I'd recommend you don't soak the wood. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, our devices are held together with O-rings. The O-rings uh, will take some pretty high temperatures, much higher than normal operation. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the solvent will not affect the O-rings unless you're using a really particularly nasty solvent like acetone. Uh, but right. 
rubbing alcohol or just about any glass cleaning solution, totally fine. You can soak your O-rings for weeks. It won't hurt them. Right on. I, at one of my favorite sections you have on your site is other cool shit, yeah. <laughs> which is super, super neat. This is a, a stoner's delight. I mean, you got reggae albums on here, CDs. Are you part of this band by any chance? Uh, no, but uh, we connected with them. I'd say, uh, you know, in, in the throes of COVID, uh, yeah. they, they were not doing well. And uh, so we tried to do our best to leverage our community. Uh, we got one of the local venues that had been closed at that point for six plus months to oh, uh, just open up just for a few of our staff and the band. And we just did a live stream event uh, and uh, made some custom stashes and kits available, put their music on our website and sold all the, all the product, you know, with the band's logo on it and donated a hundred percent of the proceeds to the band. Oh, that is cool. Way to go, man. I like that. Well, I I'm, I'm not familiar with what the lockdown procedures were up there. Was it pretty brutal in Wisconsin? I'm not going to say it was brutal, but it, it certainly wasn't nice. Uh, okay. So, you know, music venues were closed. Uh, most gathering places were closed. Restaurants were closed. It was really tough for anyone to, do anything social uh and so i think a lot of the live performers they were really suffering over the last couple of years and yeah. so this was an opportunity for us to help them uh help them out and yeah. uh I, I hope that uh you know it worked out all right now on the other cool shit page you've also got your, your someone's a gamer there you've got your aftershock collection which is which is cool <laughs> I mean, it's kind of just, it's a wonderland like of a product kind of takes me back a little bit to the old head shop stuff. When you walk into a head shop, when you're 14 or 15 years old, you're not supposed to be there, be there anyway. And you're looking around, it's like, oh my God, look at all this stuff. Look at that four foot graphics bong. Look at all this stuff I've never seen before. Is that Jimi cool Hendrix? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of takes me there. So I, I'm very appreciative of this. So, uh, Anything new coming out in the in the near future that you want to let people know about now? Uh, well, the uh, the five ten induction heater module is going to be kind of one of our big things coming out. Okay, um, we also have some uh, new accessories for our our Vong here. So this little guy, you know, the all titanium Vong I, uh, we call it the Vong I because the parts are interchangeable. So I'll show you how I can take the tip off. Okay. But what yeah. I can also do is I can grasp this thing and I can give it a little twist and a pull and I can disassemble it as well. Yeah. And so I can take this midsection and I can replace it with a colored one and oh. just kind of completely change up the look and the feel of the device. And so now I've got a red midsection uh, on my Vong it, eye. Is that a little carb on there too? It is, and I don't know how good the camera shows it, but the, the the sleeve in the middle spins independent of the mouthpiece and the tip crown. Yeah. And it creates a rotary valve, so you can dial in how much airflow that you're getting. This is particularly nice when you're mating your device to a water piece. So if you want to have maximum vapor production, you just close off the valve, and when you drop it in, it'll milk up a water piece pretty well and you can see videos of this online on youtube and of course uh on reddit mm -hmm. 
for a person I'm, that really knows how to run these products, they could they can milk them up with pure vapor. I love it. Well, I'm going to share this interview with you for your YouTube channel, so you can share it any way you want. Uh, be super cool. Uh, yeah, I, it's I'm uh, kind of overwhelmed here uh, by how cool this uh, actually has turned out to be, and it's always nice to have them uh, like. I own a, a distribution company here in California called Sense Distribution. I distribute okay. my own product, which is Shuggies, my nano infused Shuggies, which is agave nice. powder. Um, we do a, a very heavy dose, 500 milligram, 1,000 milligram nano in an infused concentrate. Um, wow. It only takes one gram uh, of this agave to get you going. But I always appreciate the maker face of a product. And that's what we, in my distro, I ask that, you know, the, your brand is represented by the maker face. You got to be able to tell me your story, why you've made it, why you've invented it and how you're doing it. So I really appreciate what you're doing here, man. It's just super, super well, cool. It, it's what it's all about, Latham. Is, uh, you know, if it's not coming through, this is something that I, I deeply care about. And it is, it's kind of our mission as a company to, to, to make smoking history, uh, you yeah. know, to give people that alternative that they can, you know, uh, have their favorite flower and really savor the terpene profile, you know, minimize the harshness on the throat. It's yeah. easier on the lungs. And it, it's really kind of nice, you know, to, to bake your cookies instead of burning them. Uh, not <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Before we get too far off that, I want to ask you a question. Okay. And it's just okay. a general generalized question about um, the actual effects. Um, and this is something that I've run through my mind a lot because I like to vape. Okay. Okay. I, I currently use a Sutra vaporizer. Okay. And it's got, okay. like you said, a digital kind of readout works really well. In fact, it's probably the best one I've used. I've never used one like this and I want to try it. Um, my feeling is though, like when someone smokes and they're just firing up a pipe or a doobie or something, and then they tend to get, a, you can get paranoid sometimes or whatever or anxiety. I find when I vape, I don't get that. And I, is it part, do you feel it's part of the carbonization process in uh, when you add fire and burn it? I, I absolutely do. Uh, the, the profile of the active compounds that are not just extracted, but created when, when burning is much, much different uh, in, in, in several regards. Uh, one of them being when you're combustion extracting, you don't have much temperature control at all. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just really, really hot. In fact, so hot that if the active compounds aren't vaporized in front of the, we'll call it the flame front burning through your material, right? they're completely destroyed once those high temperatures hit them. And this is one of the reasons why vaporizers in general tend to stretch your stash because they're not burning and destroying those active compounds. Also, uh, in the process of heating some of these compounds up, you end up with a, not just a, a, a more complete extraction of all the compounds because the temperature is so much higher, but you end up creating some other compounds that aren't present. And some of them aren't very nice, you know, for, for example, carbon monoxide. Right. Uh, That's, that was where I was going is carbon monoxide is my feeling is promotes um, oxygen starvation. And yes. that's not a positive in any way you look at it. No, it, it, it's really not. Uh, and the, the other end of the spectrum here, which I think is kind of fun, is when you're using a vaporizer, and, and this goes for almost all vaporizers, vaporizers can perform what's referred to as a low temperature extraction. So you can kind of pick and choose the uh, concentration or the 
the, the, the mixture of the active compounds that you're seeking. So if you set your vaporizer to one of the lower settings or uh, on one of our devices, if you simply heat closer to the groove end of the cap when it and stop when it clicks, you're going to get more of just the terpenes and some of the, what I would refer to as the lighter um, active compounds. So okay. it's going to be a less lethargic uh, experience. And a lot of that paranoia, well, that just gets left behind. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I heard it from you because I was not just imagining that from happening. No. My last question kind of in your lineup here too is you have some really interesting looking lighters to do your work. Do, do you design to make these yourself? Uh, we've designed one lighter uh, and it's called a duality. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a torch lighter, but it's got a flint ignition system. And uh, not, not, Piz not Pizio. No, no, it's a flint wheel. Uh, and the reason we did that is serviceability because the, the first thing that tends to fail on almost all of your torch lighters is the igniter. Yep. Inclu the including wheel. my $200 Porsche design lighter that I bought. <laughs> and, and, and that's the, that's the terrible part, right? Everything else in the lighter is just fine, but it won't light. Right. With the flint, the flint is super reliable. Yes, the flints wear out, but the flints are also replaceable and they're not very expensive. No, available at any smoke shop. Pretty much. Yeah. Or Safeway or Vons or Ralph's yeah. or wherever you are. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I, one thing I can say is your, your design ethos goes through the whole lineup. It's not just hodgepodge. So it's well worth looking at. So if you're listening here and you're confused, go to dynavape.com and look at this stuff and see the love, care, and passion that George and his team puts into these things. It's definitely impressive. Um, so I'm going to become a fan as soon as I'm able to get my hands on one. I'm, I know because it's really, really cool. So George, um, I, I really appreciate you being here, man. Uh, kind of out of the blue interview, uh, not really my normal subject matter on the show, but I always like innovation and I really dig people who care and are the maker face of their product. So I appreciate you being here, man. Well, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, really appreciate it. It's nice to be able to uh, share a little bit about what we do here in our little shop here in Wisconsin. I love it. And this show is always brought to you by Shuggies. S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S. Look for us on Shuggies.com online. We're available in dispensaries throughout the state of California. We're now with our 500 milligram and 1000 milligram infused concentrate. You can also find our Stevia lineup at dispensaries as well. That's 100 milligrams. That is uh, with our Kushla Life Sciences uh, Nano. Not quite as effective as the 1000 milligram, but still very effective for you people who cannot take sugar in your diet. Also, our Stevia is um, USDA certified organic as well as our agave powder, which is 92% fructose and only 4% glucose and sucrose. So good for you uh, if you do have sugar intolerance issues. As always, check with your physician before you ingest any sugar product if you are worried. George, thank you for being here on Days and Infused. And please hang out for a second after the interview. I'd love to talk to you a little bit more. Uh, look for us every week here on Days and Infused on every podcast network nationwide. Thanks again, George. Appreciate you. Thank you here. very much. And that's Dynavape here on Days and Infuse. Bye-bye.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.